0: Chapter eight, part one of Miss Mapp. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rhonda Fetterman. Miss Mapp by E. F. Benson. Chapter eight, part one. The hippopotamus quarrel over their whiskey between Major Flint and Captain Puffin which culminated in the challenge and all the shining sequel, had had the excellent effect of making the United Services more united than ever. They both knew that, had they not severally run away from the encounter, and so providentially met at the station, very serious consequences might have ensued. Had not both but only one of them been averse from taking or risking life— the other would surely have remained in Tilling, and spread disastrous reports about the bravery of the refugee. While if neither of them had had scruples on the sacredness of human existence, there might have been one, if not two, corpses lying on the shining sands. Naturally, the fact that they both had taken the very earliest opportunity of averting an encounter by flight made it improbable that any future quarrel would be proceeded with to violent extremes but it was much safer to run no risks and not let verbal disagreements rise to hippopotamus pitch again consequently when there was any real danger of such savagery as was implied in sending challenges they hastened by mutual concessions to climb down from these perilous places "'where loss of balance might possibly occur. "'For which of them could be absolutely certain "'that next time the other of them might not be more courageous? "'They were coming up from the tram station one November evening, "'both fizzing and fuming a good deal, "'and the major was extremely lame, lamer than Puffin. "'The rattle of the tram had made argument impossible "'during the transit from the links.' But they had both, in this enforced silence, thought of several smart repartees, supposing that the other made the requisite remarks to call them out, and on arrival at the tilling station they went on at precisely the same point at which they had broken off on starting from the station by the links. "'Well, I hope I can take a beating in as English a spirit as anybody,' said the Major. This was lucky for Captain Puffin. He had thought it likely that he would say just that, and had gotten a stinger for him. "'And it worries you to find that your hopes are doomed to disappointment?' he swiftly said. Major Flint stepped in a puddle which cooled his foot, but not his temper. "'Most offensive remark,' he said. "'I wasn't called sporting Benji in the regiment for nothing. But never mind that. A worm cast—' "'Wasn't a worm cast?' said Puffin. "'It was sheep dung.' Luck had veered here. The major had felt sure that Puffin would reiterate that utterly untrue contention. "'I can't pretend to be such a specialist as you in those matters,' he said. "'But you must allow me sufficient power of observation to know a worm cast when I see it.' "'It was a worm cast, sir.' a cast of a worm and you had no right to remove it if you will do me the favour to consult the rules of golf oh i grant that you are more a specialist in the rules of golf major than in the practice of it said puffin brightly suddenly it struck sporting benjy that the red signals of danger danced before his eyes and though the odious puffin had scored twice to his once He called up all his powers of self-control, for if his friend was anything like as exasperated as himself, the breeze of disagreement might develop into a hurricane. At the moment he was passing through a swing-gate, which led to a short-cut back to the town. But before he could take hold of himself, he had slammed it back in his fury, hitting Puffin, who was following him, on the knee. "'Then he remembered he was a sporting Christian gentleman "'and no duelist. "'I'm sure I beg your pardon, my dear fellow,' "'he said with the utmost solicitude. "'Uncommonly stupid of me. "'The gate flew out of my hand. "'I hope I didn't hurt you.' "'Puffin had just come to the same conclusion as Major Flint. "'Magnanimity was better than early trains "'and ever so much better than bullets.' indeed there was no comparison not hurt a bit thank you major he said wincing with the shrewdness of the blow silently cursing his friend for what he felt sure was no accident and limping with both legs it didn't touch me Ha! what a brilliant sunset the town looks amazingly picturesque it does indeed said the major Fine subject for Miss Mapp. Puffin shuffled alongside. There's still a lot of talk going on in the town, he said, about that duel of ours. Those fairies of yours are all agog to know what it was about. I'm sure they all think that there was a lady in the case. Just like the vanity of the sex." If two men have a quarrel, they think it must be because of their silly faces. Ordinarily the Major's gallantry would have resented this view, but the reconciliation with Puffin was too recent to risk just at present. "'Poor little devils,' he said. "'It makes an excitement for them. I wonder who they think it is. It would puzzle me to name a woman in tilling worth catching an early train for.' "'There are several who'd be surprised to hear you say that, Major,' said Puffin archly. "'Well, well,' said the other, strutting and swelling and walking without a sign of lameness. "'They had come to where their houses stood opposite each other on the steep cobbled street, fronted at its top end by Miss Mapp's garden room. She happened to be standing in the window, and the Major made a great flourish of his cap.' and laid his hand on his heart. "'And there is one of them,' said Puffin, as Miss Mapp acknowledged these florid salutations with a wave of her hand, and tripped away from the window. "'Poking your fun at me,' said the Major. "'Perhaps she was the cause of our quarrel, hey? "'Well, I'll step across, shall I, about half-past nine, and bring my diaries with me.' "'I'll expect you. You'll find me at my Roman roads.' The humour of this joke never staled, and they parted with hoots and guffaws of laughter. It must not be supposed that dueling, puzzles over the portmanteau, or the machinations of Susan, had put out of Miss Mapp's head her amiable interest in the hour at which Major Benjy went to bed for some time she had been content to believe, on direct information from him, that he went to bed early and worked at his diaries on alternate evenings. But maturer consideration had led her to wonder whether he was being quite as truthful as a gallant soldier should be. For though, on alternate evenings, his house would be quite dark by half-past nine, it was not for twelve hours or more afterwards— that he could be heard kihying for his breakfast, and unless he was in some incipient stage of sleeping sickness, such hours provided more than ample slumber for a growing child, and might be considered excessive for a middle-aged man. She had a mass of evidence to show that on the other set of alternate nights, his diaries, which must, in parenthesis, be of extraordinary fulness, occupied him into the small hours and to go to bed at half-past nine on one night and after one o'clock on the next implied a complicated kind of regularity which cried aloud for elucidation if he had only breakfasted early on the mornings after he had gone to bed early she might have allowed herself to be weakly credulous but he never heed earlier than half-past nine "'and she could not but think that to believe blindly in such habits "'would be a triumph not for faith, but for foolishness. "'People,' said Miss Mapp to herself, "'as her attention refused to concentrate on the evening paper, "'don't do it. I never heard of a similar case.' "'She had been spending the evening alone, "'and even the conviction that her cold apple-tart "'had suffered diminution by at least a slice.' since she had so much enjoyed it hot at lunch, failed to occupy her mind for long, for this matter had presented itself with a clamouring insistence that drowned all other voices. She had tried, when, at the conclusion of her supper, she had gone back to the garden room to immerse herself in a book, in an evening paper, in the portmanteau problem, in a jigsaw puzzle, and in patience, but none of these supplied the stimulus to lead her mind away from major Benjy's evenings or the narcotic to dull her unslumbering desire to solve a problem that was rapidly becoming one of the greater mysteries her radiator made a seat in the window agreeably warm and a chink in the curtains gave her a view of the major's lighted window even as she looked the illumination was extinguished she had expected this as he had been at his diaries late quite naughtily late the evening before so this would be a night of infant slumber for twelve hours or so even as she looked a chink of light came from his front door which immediately enlarged itself into a full oblong then it went completely out he has opened the door "'and has put out the hall light,' whispered Miss Mapp to herself. "'He has gone out and shut the door. "'Perhaps he is going to post a letter. "'He has gone into Captain Puffin's house without knocking. "'So he is expected.' "'Miss Mapp did not at once guess that she held in her hand the key to the mystery. "'It was certainly Major Benji's night for going to bed early.' then a fierce illumination beat on her brain. Had she not, so providentially, actually observed the Major cross the road, unmistakable in the lamplight, and had she only looked out of her window after the light in his was quenched, she would surely have told herself that good Major Benji had gone to bed. But good Major Benji, on ocular evidence, She now knew to have done nothing of the kind. He had gone across to see Captain Puffin. He was not good. She grasped the situation in its hideous entirety. She had been deceived and hoodwinked. Major Benjy never went to bed early at all. On alternate nights he went and sat with Captain Puffin. And Captain Puffin she could not but tell herself, sat up on the other set of alternate nights with the major. For it had not escaped her observation that when the major seemed to be sitting up, the captain seemed to have gone to bed. Instantly, with strong conviction, she suspected orgies. It remained to be seen, and she would remain to see it. To what hour these orgies were kept up, About eleven o'clock a little mist had begun to form in the street, obscuring the complete clarity of her view, but through it there still shone the light from behind Captain Puffin's red blind, and the mist was not so thick as to be able wholly to obscure the figure of Major Flint when he should pass below the gas-lamp again into his house. But no such figure— Did he then work at his diaries every evening? And what price, to put it vulgarly, Roman roads? Every moment her sense of being deceived grew blacker, and every moment her curiosity as to what they were doing became more unbearable. After a spasm of tactical thought, she glided back into her house from the garden-room, and, taking an envelope in her hand, so that she might, if detected, say that she was going down to the letter-box at the corner to catch the early post, she unbolted her door and let herself out. She crossed the street and tiptoed along the pavement, to where the red light from Captain Puffin's window shone like a blurred danger-signal through the mist." From inside came a loud duet of familiar voices. Sometimes they spoke singly, sometimes together. But she could not catch the words. They sounded blurred and indistinct, and she told herself that she was very glad that she could not hear what they said, for that would have seemed like eavesdropping. The voices sounded angry. Was there another duel pending?' and what was it about this time? Quite suddenly, from so close at hand that she positively leaped off the pavement into the middle of the road, the door was thrown open, and the duet, louder than ever, streamed out into the street. Major Benjy bounced out on to the threshold, and stumbled down the two steps that led from the door. Tell you it was a worm cast, he bellowed. Think I don't know a worm cast when I see a worm cast? Suddenly his tone changed. This was getting too near a quarrel. Well, good night, old fellow, he said. Jolly evening. He turned and saw, veiled and indistinct in the mist, the female figure in the roadway. Undying coquetry, as Mr. Stevenson, so finely remarked, awoke, for the topic preceding the wormcast had been the sex. Bless me, he crowed, if there isn't an unprotected lady all alone here in the dark, and lost in the fog. Allow me to escort you home, madam. Let me introduce myself and friend. Major Flint, that's me, and my friend, Captain Puffin. He put up his hand and whispered an aside to Miss Mapp. Revolutionize the theory of navigation. Major Benjy was certainly rather gay and rather indistinct, but his polite gallantry could not fail to be attractive. It was naughty of him to have said that he went to bed early on alternate nights, but really, still. "'it might be better to slip away unrecognized, "'and, thinking it would be nice to scriggle by him "'and disappear in the mist, "'she made a tactical error in her scriggling, "'for she scriggled full into the light "'that streamed from the open door "'where Captain Puffin was standing. "'He gave a shrill laugh. "'Why, it's Miss Mapp,' he said in his high falsetto, blow me if it isn't our mutual friend miss mapp what a straordinary coincidence miss mapp put on her most winning smile to be dignified and at the same time pleasant was the proper way to deal with this situation gentlemen often had a glass of grog when they thought the ladies had gone upstairs that was how for the moment she summed things up good evening she said. I was just going down to the pillar-box to post a letter. And she exhibited her envelope. But it dropped out of her hand, and the Major picked it up for her. I'll post it for you, he said very pleasantly. Save you the trouble. Insist on it. Why, there's no stamp on it. Why, there's no address on it. "'I say, Puffy, here's a letter with no address on it. "'Forgotten the address, Miss Mapp. "'Think they'll remember it at the post-office? "'Well, that's one of the most comic things I ever came across. "'And an anonymous letter, hey?' "'The night air began to have a most unfortunate effect on Puffin. "'When he came out, it would have been quite unfair to have described him as drunk.' HE WAS NO MORE THAN GAY AND READY TO GO TO BED. NOW HE BECAME PORTENTOUSLY SOLEMN, AS THE COLD MIST BEGAN TO DO ITS DEADLY WORK. A LETTER, HE SAID IMPRESSIVELY, WITHOUT AN ADDRESS IS AN UNCOMMONLY DANGEROUS THING. IT CAN'T TELL INTO WHOSE HANDS IT MAY FALL. I WOULD SOONER GO about WITH A LOADED PISTOL THAN WITH A LETTER WITHOUT ANY ADDRESS. SEND IT TO THE BANK FOR SAFETY send for the police follow my advice and send for the police police miss mapp's penetrating mind instantly perceived that that dreadful captain puffin was drunk and she promised herself that tilling should ring with the tale of his excesses to-morrow but major benjy whom if she mistook not Captain Puffin had been trying, with perhaps some small success, to lead astray, was a gallant gentleman still, and she conceived the brilliant but madly mistaken idea of throwing herself on his protection. "'Major Benji,' she said, "'I will ask you to take me home. Captain Puffin has had too much to drink.' "'What's that?' asked Captain Puffin." with an air of great interest. Miss Mapp abandoned dignity and pleasantness, and lost her temper. "'I said you were drunk,' she said with great distinctness. "'Major Benji, will you?' Captain Puffin came carefully down the two steps from the door on to the pavement. "'Look here,' he said. "'This all needs explanation. You say I'm drunk, do you?' "'Well, I say you're drunk going out like this in the middle of the night "'to post letter with no dress on it. "'Shamed of yourself, middle-aged woman going out in the middle of the night "'in the middle of tilling. "'Very shocking thing. "'What do you say, Major?' "'Major Benjy drew himself up to his full height "'and put on his hat in order to take it off to Miss Mapp. "'My friend, Captain Puffin,' he said, is a man of strictly steamiest habits. Boys together, very serious thing to call a man of my friend's character drunk. If you call him drunk, why shouldn't he call you drunk? Can't take away a man's character like that. Ab sir began Captain Puffin. Then he stopped and pulled himself together. Absolutely, he said without a hitch. "'Telling shall hear of this to-morrow,' said Miss Mapp, shivering with rage and sea-mist. Captain Puffin came a step closer. "'Now I'll tell you what it is, Miss Mapp,' he said. "'If you dare to say that I was drunk, Major and I, my friend the Major and I, will say you were drunk. Perhaps you think my friend the Major is drunk too.' BUT SURE AS I LIVE I'LL SAY WE WERE TAKIN' LITTLE WALK IN THE MOONLIGHT AND FOUND YOU TRYING TO POST A LETTER WITH NO DRESS ON IT AND COULDN'T FIND THE SLIT TO PUT IT IN. BUT SO LONG AS YOU SAY NOTHING, I SAY NOTHING. CAN'T SAY FAIRER THAN THAT. LIBERAL TERMS. MUTUAL PROTECTION SOCIETY. YOUR LIPS SEALED. OUR LIPS SEALED. STRICTLY PRIVATE. All trespassers will be prosecuted. By order. Here you go. Miss Mapp felt that Major Benji ought instantly to have challenged his ignoble friend to another duel for his insolent suggestion. But he did nothing of the kind. And his silence, which had some awful quality of consent about it, chilled her mind, even as the sea mist, now thick and cold, made her certain that her nose was turning red. She still boiled with rage, but her mind grew cold with odious apprehensions. She was like an ice-pudding with scalding sauce. There they all stood, veiled in vapors, and outlined by the red light that streamed from the still-open door of the intoxicated puffin, getting colder every moment. "'Yes or no?' said Puffin, with his chattering teeth. Bitter as it was to accept those outrageous terms, there really seemed, without the Major's support, to be no way out of it. "'Yes,' said Miss Knapp. Puffin gave a loud crow. "'The eyes have it, Major,' he said. "'So we're all friends again. Good night, everybody.' End of chapter 8, part 1. Recording by Rhonda Fetterman.